This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. When it comes to people from St. Louis who have made it big, and I mean big Lebowski big, there's a name that deserves a place at the top of the list, and that's actor John Goodman. The Afton native came to prominence with his portrayal of Dan Connor on the 80s and 90s sitcom Roseanne. His credits also include unforgettable characters in films like O Brother Where Art Thou, over a dozen turns hosting Saturday Night Live and voicing Sully in Monsters, Inc. His screen chops make him famous. What's made him beloved in his hometown is the way he's always kept the St. Louis area close to his heart. And next Sunday, December 17th, he'll be back to help the Repertory Theatre of St. Louis with a holiday benefit aimed to close a dire budget shortfall. I asked him how the Rep's financial situation came to his attention. It came to me through a publicist, my publicist. I think they were grasping at straws looking for uh, any possibilities they could do for a uh, fundraiser appeal, that kind of thing. And uh, I said, well, I'll I'll do whatever I can, which ain't much, but uh, I'm there for them. And what are some of the the memories that you have about the rep? I auditioned there three times. Um, And the first two times, I think I sabotaged myself. I was in the middle of a, a monologue from Henry V, and I just could not remember it so i had to keep stop and it it just it it was horrible uh the second time was a little better the third time they actually offered me a job in the um, the children's theater section which was great i had just got my equity card and the possibility of something else arose so i went back to new york but it was uh i'm i'm sorry things didn't turn out the way that I would have, I would have liked to have done rep and learn more. That's an advantage that the English have over our actors is they actually get to work in a subsidized theater. But there's there are plenty of repertory companies all over the, all the over the country where one actually learns how to act. And I might have learned how to act had I, had I been there. Well, it seems like you've <laughs> certainly found your your way to learning. Um, in different You'll never places. convince me of that. <laughs> well, you know, live theater, and you, you've brought up what it is like in the UK. Live theater here in the US is really struggling. You know, federal funding for COVID relief has run dry, and ticket sales and donation levels just have not rebounded uh, post pandemic in ways that organizations like the Rep both really want and, frankly, that they need. You talked about these theaters as being places to learn and to practice. What other purposes does live theater serve? They serve writers. Uh, people with ideas can connect with their community and, and uh, see that they get their plays done or try to or, or get them heard, listen to. Um, they're very supportive of writers. They, they sponsor open readings from time to time uh, so that playwrights can get their, their words heard. You know, on the side of being an outstanding place to learn how to act, they're uh, vital to the communities. Uh, I hate, I would hate to think of theater as just a luxury. It's uh, it's such a special place. It's, to coin a cliche, it's, it is magical. And, and when it works, it, it cooks on all burners. 
There's something about going into a place and the lights are going down and you don't know what's going to happen. And what happens is immediate and it's gone forever. Mm-hmm. It's uh, never going to happen the same way twice. It's exciting. Uh, if you're on stage, I, I always feel like I'm in danger <laughs> <laughs> of forgetting my next line. No, it, it's, uh, yeah, there's a, a, a real thrill and excitement um, stepping out in front of uh, people who want to be there, who, who want to support each other, and, uh, you know, live in the same world for a little while. Mm-hmm. And how is it, John, that you first fell in love with the stage? And was it a, an immediate sort of love at first sight sort of situation, or was it a slower burn? It was slow, and then it wasn't. It, it, it took off like a skyrocket. I uh, The first play I ever went to was at the Muni Opera. My brother took me and my sister to see, uh, oh God, I just remember, I forgot the name of it. Uh, <laughs> um, Flower Drum Song. I almost said Tower Grove Song. <laughs> that would be appropriate too. So and Flower was, Drum was, Song. Yeah, it was just huge uh, in scope and uh, it, the immediacy of it hit me, although I, I don't think I would have used those terms, but uh, yeah, I kind of floated out of the place. I uh, started doing plays in, in high school, and it was kind of the only thing I was good at. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't wasn't a very good jock. I liked hitting people and being on the team and everything, but uh, it wasn't where my strength laid. And in kind of desperately searching for you know where I where I fit into things it just felt like an easy groove and it was fun to do mm-hmm. and I started in high school then I uh, went to Merrimack for a year and flunked my first acting class <laughs> oh you flunked uh, it yeah I didn't turn in the necessary paperwork okay. <laughs> because I'm lazy and uh, and then uh, from there I transferred to what was then Southwest Missouri State College in Springfield, Missouri, and then uh, I got my done got my doors open there. Mm-hmm. Found out what what theater can be, what the purpose is, and it it took over my life. Yeah, thank God. Thank God. Well, and thank God for us too. So all that time in Missouri, growing up in Afton, a suburb in. South St. Louis County, and then you mentioned being an Afton High School student, a, a cougar, graduating from Missouri State University. How is it that all of that together informed specific roles that you played in your career? I, I, a large one is uh, one I picked up again about six years ago uh, from the, the show, the television show Roseanne. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing a, a guy trying to keep everything together and um, working real hard at uh, drywall and construction, and just like a lot of guys I knew. Yeah. I took a lot of those people and carried them on my back with me when uh, when the cameras rolled, and I'm still doing it to this day. Mm-hmm. And it, what kind of guys did you know growing up in Afton, John? Uh, none of them have been convicted to my knowledge. <laughs> Uh, just you know, normal folks, uh, folks that are still around in in the area, uh, guys from uh, all fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it's amazing looking back now and, and 
seeing how everybody's grown up. And when I when I see uh, old guys like me, they still they still look like they did when they were in high school. It's so weird. Uh, I could still see them when they're kids. Uh huh. And do people? I mean, they'll recognize you because you are John Goodman. But I mean, have you also recognized people when you are here from your time growing up? That's who I seek out. Is is my friends from the area, and uh, every once in a while I'll, I'll see a face and go, "Where do I know that from?" And dig it out of the files. It'll come to me about two weeks later. But <laughs> yeah, I, I do recognize them, and uh, yeah, I really miss St. Louis. I I, uh, I never get back there enough, and that's uh, that's kind of a heartbreaker for me because I, I really love the, the area and I love growing up there. And it's got everything to offer. Uh, Times has changed, but times always change. Most people know you for your work on screen, and that includes both TV and film, as well as your voice work, too. Like As, as I'm listening to you, it's <laughs> taking me to, uh, to Monsters, Inc. And from what I understand, I mean, the way that you do your work for the screen seems to really have a connection with what you've described about the experience of being on stage. Is that true? It's different. You don't have to talk quite so loud. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's the camera will pick up what you're thinking and that you better be, you better have your mind right or you're just wasting people's time. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's It's a great exposure of truth. Uh, you know, the best description I ever heard of it was hit your marks, look the other guy in the eye and tell the truth. That's actor John Goodman. We need to take a quick break. When we return, we'll talk with the Afton native about what he's doing now, some of his most memorable work, and more. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. Let's return to my conversation with actor and Afton native John Goodman. He'll be back in town Sunday, December 17th for the Rally for the Rep Holiday Benefit. The Repertory Theatre of St. Louis faces a deep financial crisis. This fall, the theatre company cancelled two productions and announced a $2.5 million budget shortfall. The December 17th event at the Loretto Hilton Center on the campus of Webster University promises an intimate conversation with Goodman and other entertainment. I understand that today was your first day back to work after the end of the Hollywood strike. What is it that you're working on? Uh, A television show I've been doing, it's a uh, spinoff of the old Roseanne show. It's called The Connors on ABC. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's the same family. We picked it up again in uh, 2017. Golly, it's been six years. Um, and yeah, that's what I, I started working back on. I, I, I usually click into a place where the lines come a little easier. But I've been off since St. Patrick's Day, and I'm, I'm starting to get nervous about that. Uh, but we'll get through it. We've got a, a great cast this week. Um, 
the great Estelle Parsons plays my mother-in-law, and she's uh, she's coming in for it. She's 96, I believe. Wow. And she still teaches at the Actors Studio, mm -hmm. and uh, she's just incredible. So, John, you've talked about the ingredients necessary for acting. What is it that you still find you know, challenging and exciting about it, even after all these years of success? I overthink things now. I want to make things better that a lot of times are better off left alone. Mm -hmm. And it's knowing, knowing how to turn that off and, and let it ride and just relax with whoever you're working with. Um, relaxation is truly the only way to do it. it it's, uh, that's when everything comes to the, f the fore. And, uh, and you play a little game. Mm -hmm. So in this game, <laughs> and you've, you've been at the game for quite a long time. Almost 50 years. Yeah, and you've got a prolific career with so much range and just a tremendous body of work. When you look back on all that you've done, is there anything that stands out to you as work that you appreciate? There are a couple of things. I did a, a play uh, called American Buffalo in London a few years ago. It, it really stands out for me. It's uh, the excitement of doing something in the London on the London stage, and uh, the dialogue is really difficult. But just to squeeze all that into a a month of rehearsal, a month of previews, and then uh, being relaxed enough to feel the rewards of it. The, the rewards are almost immediate. Uh, I really look at that as a highlight, and then working. Uh, I was lucky enough to work with Joel and Ethan Cohen quite a bit, mm -hmm. and that, that any of their films stands out as a highlight for me because the, the, the writing is so good. We've actually got a colleague here who has a felt message board at her desk that proclaims that the dude abides. So um, the Big Lebowski is, you know, it's certainly a, a classic, and I think it turns 20, it turned 25 this year, right? Yeah, uh, Jeffrey, I think, turned 76 yesterday. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm not, not sure, the 75 or 76, and mm -hmm. he's uh, had some health battles lately, but he's, uh, he's, a, he's an incredible spirit. Yeah. He's a wonderful man. So among all of the work that you've done, when people see you on the street, you know, out in public, are there certain lines that they say to you? <laughs> yeah, we can't repeat them right here, but... Uh, oh, we're on tape. It's okay. Most, you can mostly, repeat them. Yeah, uh, mostly from uh, Big Lebowski. One of the, the most prominent one is shut the f*** up, Donnie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was it, and the... the one of the cartoons uh, people seem to really like, uh, Monsters, Inc. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, I get a lot of, uh, uh, when people bring their kids up to me, that's, uh, they'll tell them I'm Sully. Oh. Which is the character I played. And uh, the, the kids uh, love it. I mean, I, I babysat my daughter with uh, Warner Brother cartoons and Disney stuff when she got older, when they started putting the musicals out. And she'd watch those damn things 25 times in a row and then want more. So 
your work, it clearly then means different things to different generations. And that must mean <laughs> a lot. Yeah, now that I think about it, it's, uh, it feels great to have been able to entertain people. Um, yeah, it's just a job. It's a craft. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, extremely rewarding. It could be, uh, it can also bring you a heartbreak. I, I've watched a lot of friends over the years just either, either give up or, uh, and people with so much talent who just weren't being hired and found uh, they had it. I don't know why I brought, went into that. But. Well, having a long career means that you have seen and experienced a lot, both you know, directly and, and through the people that you've come to know. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, the, a lot of my great memories are, are from uh, working on films to, during the downtime. The people I've worked with, uh, you know, I got to work with Peter O'Toole for a summer. Mm -hmm. um, Al Pacino a few times. He was he was my hero when when I when I was getting started. Uh, actually, tried to call Al um, from Springfield, Missouri, when we saw Godfather Two. They they weren't giving out his number that day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I got to do a couple of movies, television show, and uh, and a play with Al. And uh, Alan Arkin was another one. Uh, Rod Steiger. Uh, just all these guys, Ed Asner, just wonderful people and just opening up and getting to listen to them mm -hmm. talk. Yeah, it's a screwy business, but we all do our, our best to keep sane. Well, and given all that you have done, I'm sure that there are people who would name you as someone who's been an influence, someone that they've loved to work with. Are there things that you would like to accomplish still? Yeah, there, there's a couple of plays that I'd like to do. Uh, that, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's all I can think of right now, but just uh, anything with good writing. Mm -hmm. And I, I'd like to go, I, I don't see this television show running forever, and I do another one. I'll, I'll start another one in April, another television show I've been doing called The Righteous Gemstones mm -hmm. in South Carolina. And when, when they phase out, I'm going to concentrate on theater for a while. And which plays are they? Or are there certain playwrights you'd like to work with? David Mamet. Uh, and the one I'm, I'm, that keeps coming in the back of my mind, although I, I try to talk myself out of it, is... Uh, a long day's journey into night. Ah, uh. it's uh, masterful, and it'd be it'd be nice to be able to to climb that mountain while I'm still working. Mm -hmm. Is that something you would come to do in St. Louis? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're among a handful of celebrities, John, with St. Louis roots, who are known to appreciate time here and to help out when you can. A few years back, you supported Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital, for instance, and then you were also featured in Explore St. Louis's In the Know series. Why is it that rallying for your hometown is important to you? And of course, we are talking about your support for the rep, but also for other organizations and causes. Times change, and sometimes change is, is harsh. And uh, unexpected, and I, you have to keep up with the times to adapt to them and uh, 
these times I don't feel like adapting to sometimes. I just uh, want to fight them, mm-hmm. which is foolish. It's uh, not the wisest thing to do. But uh, and, and when that feeling is over, just try to adapt uh, a different look at things. Uh, you know, St. Louis has kind of fallen on, on some hard times. And it's tough to watch, but I could either cry about it in in my no alcohol beer, or uh, try to do something about it if somebody asks me. And I have no idea what I'm bringing to the game here. I just uh, just showing up is important to me. Mm-hmm. Well, we do have no alcohol beer in St. Louis. We've talked about it <laughs> in the show, uh, and you you've talked a lot about your love for St. Louis. What are the quintessential St. Louis things that you miss or you know, that you remember most? Oh, I've, I've got a list of them. <laughs> uh, a lot of it in, involves going to Ted Rue's on a, a summer night. Mm. We, yeah, we used to haunt the parking lot there when we were kids. Uh, just driving around and seeing what's changed, uh, getting out, talking to people. Um, and the all-timer is going to... Bush Stadium. Mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to, uh, my wife arranged it. The Cardinals played in London this summer, and uh, my wife fixed up the whole thing for me as a birthday present. Oh, that's that was lovely. pretty cool. Uh-huh. But there's nothing like nothing like a night in a stadium. And, and they were a little hard to watch this year sometimes, but uh, I watch them just about every day. Right, right. You know, as you think about your next trip here and coming here as the marquee guest for Rally for the Rep holiday benefit. John Goodman, what outcome would make you really f-ing happy? If, <laughs> if it, I walked out of those doors, changed back to 35 years old, <laughs> that would make me happy. But in a real version, it would be good to see people uh, maybe you've never been to the theater. Mm. Maybe never been. See, it, just show up and see what, what what makes this stuff tick. Yeah. Uh, what's exciting? And that space is just gorgeous. The Loretta Hilton Theater. I reckon they still call it that. I, I don't know, but uh, they do indeed. It's a beautiful space. But just come on over and uh, educate yourself. And tr- I can't. I'm no good at predicting outcomes, but I, I would love to see. Uh, enough money be raised where they can continue quality work, the quality work that they've done there for over, golly, since this mid-60s. Mm-hmm. And celebrate being the place that rejected you twice before yep. giving you a job. <laughs> oh, we're not done with that yet. I, I'll be rejected from their place more than <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Come and see me get thrown out of the rep. All right. We'll, we'll see how many tickets we can sell for that. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'll bring an audition piece with me. And people can throw things. <laughs> but they have to write a check first. Okay, that's the condition. John Goodman, thank you so much for talking with us today. Yeah, thanks for letting me talk to, talk to you and talk about the benefit a little bit. And uh, hopefully we'll see a lot of people there. That's actor and Afton native John Goodman. More information about the Rally for the Rep holiday benefit on the evening of Sunday, December 17th at the Loretto Hilton Center is available at repstl.org.
This episode was produced by Emily Woodbury. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.